There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The warriors and the braves are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks. And it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are normally put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over the blue sheets to see what happened today. This would normally be your blue sheet report, but we don't have any blue sheets during color war. Instead, everyone refers to these wonderful schedules that Griff writes by hand and then get distributed after they've been photocopied. This morning, Reveille was at 7.45. At 8.15, the teams went to the flagpole, and at 8.20, the staff had a one-loop bike race. Then there was our normal silent breakfast, then inspection, and then round seven of ten rounds. Round seven. Tennis skills for group two. Group three had soccer. Group four had handball. Group five had baseball. Six had basketball. And group seven had the combo of archery, climbing, and squash. At 11 o'clock was staff tennis, and after that, groups four and five had combined awesome ball. At 12.30, we had a silent lunch after some bobs and moms. Bob stands for brains over brawn, and mom stands for mind over matter. After the silent lunch was the giant relay, which is a massive relay that takes up every single boy on both teams and counselors sometimes. And they have to do all kinds of different stuff. Run from point A to point B, swim from point A to point B, name a bunch of NFL teams, climb the climbing wall, get into bed, get out of bed, run through the dining hall, run around the dining hall, always tagging each other off, always, always, always making sure you can go as fast as possible. There are some deadly pieces to the giant relay. One of them is, of course, Fungo, where one boy has to toss up a baseball and hit it a certain distance, a long distance, something like 30 yards, and another boy has to catch it. If the boy doesn't catch it, to throw it back, the other guy has to catch it and fungo it again. Anything that has in the instructions unlimited attempts is code for other teams have gotten completely mired in this event. So today, there is the fungo one, there's also the math problem. Three years back, a boy froze at the math problem. And the whole entire world was waiting for him to get it. And he got stuck and he couldn't do it. And it was tough to watch. But he got through it eventually. So uh, after the giant relay was the staff round the bases. And then at 4.30 we were supposed to have... Well, we had group 7 cross country. And there was supposed to be staff cross country. But the skies opened. All day long the gray clouds had been threatening and then suddenly a downpour. And not just a little bit, but a good sustained 45 minutes to an hour of steady, steady, heavy rain. It was perfectly timed. Everyone was hot. It's day four. People are tired. 
Everybody relaxed, back to the bunks. Rain was outside. Nice lulling, steady rain, the kind that makes you feel like you should hide up and do nothing. So that's what everybody did. Then the rain cleared, just in time for dinner. We had a few field goal competitions before dinner, and then silent dinner. And then round eight for group twos was Newcomb, group threes, archery, group fours, soccer, group five, basketball, and groups six and seven, awesome ball. We were going to have the rope burn, but the wood got soaked. It would have been a disaster. As you know, the rope burn is where the fire teams build a fire as fast as they can, and they try to burn a rope. And the rope is an inch and a half thick. It's thick manila rope. It's been soaked in the water, and it's 10 feet up. It's as high as a basketball hoop. And if we try to do that with wet wood, we'd still be having the rope burn right now. So it's going to be moved, and as I speak, the staff are finishing the staff soccer competition. And that is your schedule report for today, day four of the 2017 Color War. Tomorrow, looking forward, tomorrow is a very, very exciting day because we get the shields revealed at 12 o'clock, right before lunch. This whole time, the shield crews have been slaving away in the wood shop, creating those gorgeous shields that many of you have seen in our dining hall. And with the mascots of the Dementors and the Vipers, I think there's a lot of potentially avant-garde directions the shields could go. So I'm excited. It's one of my favorite parts of either our Color War or our Tribal Games because they're so beautiful and the boys are so blown away. That happens tomorrow. And so that is your schedule report for day four of Color It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cabo City, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight, and today a little bit of rain of Camp Cabo City and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those times are my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Staff soccer, under the lights. It's one of those fresh evenings where it has just rained. It's one of my favorite things is any time after the rain, no less the case here. And we have a lot of good soccer players on our staff. We have a heavy international presence on our staff, which is a huge benefit, I think. A lot of them all play soccer as their first sport, even though they're here teaching tennis or fishing or water skiing. And then we have some excellent, of course, domestic soccer players as well. So the soccer game is probably, soccer and basketball are probably two of the staff events that are at the highest actual level, tennis also. And they're playing so hard, sweat pouring off them, and the sachem are allowed to stay and watch. Everybody else had to go to bed because it's day four, people are getting pretty ragged, and we want to make sure everybody gets plenty of sleep. And I look over, and Griff is coming up the road in his cart, which says Griff on it. And he drives up the road, and his headlights hit the group of sachem that are, that are waiting and watching the game. And a whole bunch of the large group of sachem stand up and sprint into the trees. They run away from Griff. 
I kind of look over there and Griff goes over to talk to the sage as he always does. And he comes back to me and he's like, hey, did you, uh, did you allow some group six boys to be here? And I said, no. And I go over there and they had snuck into the crowd of sage and put their hoods up so they could stay and watch the staff soccer game. And they were giggling so hard and they had literally run into the bushes, but then they couldn't go anywhere because it was dark and they were in the bushes. So they had to come back and admit that they were hiding. So I send them all down the road and everybody's laughing and the stage think it's so funny and they're rolling around laughing at the fact that the guys ran into the trees and then they got stuck and had to come back and admit that they got caught. And I'm talking about what's going to happen the next day and one of the stage still got his hood on and I reached down and I'm like, hey, what do you think? I was asking them a bunch of questions and I asked him what he thought and I grab his hood to pull it off him so I could talk to him. And he bursts up and sprints out of the group and back into the trees. And it was Tay Laughlin, who is definitely not a sachem, but he's big and so he's able to still blend in and he just held it together and didn't break free. And all the sachem were so startled because they thought they'd all gone down the hill and they all jump away and they all start laughing. There was yet another group six that had still been hiding there. Meanwhile, the soccer game is raging below. It was just a very beautiful scene, and there was so much good nature laughing, and Tay couldn't believe that he almost got away with it, and he comes back, and he, he ran into the trees again, and then he, I find him jogging behind us a second later, and he's like, I'm afraid of the dark. I couldn't go that direction. All the boys start laughing again. I was just struck by how well the boys treat each other here and how funny those small things are. And of course, it was just somebody hiding so he could watch the staff game. But it's also about how much they look up to those staff, how much they want to see them play. Got lots of questions of why, why we couldn't stay, why couldn't we stay. Couldn't stay because we need to rest, but I appreciate the, the gamesmanship of trying to sneak in there and stay just to get another glimpse of the staff soccer game. That's how much they love to look up to those men. And I'm happy to say, families, those men are good men to look up to. Time and time again on that staff game. It's, it's a wet night up there. People are colliding into each other. Every single time that happened. Stop. Pick up their friend who happens to have a blue jersey or a gray jersey instead of theirs. And off they go again. And so the takeaway for me is what those boys actually witnessed when they weren't supposed to be up there. It was a great example happening even though there were no boys to watch it. These men still striving to win. Still treating each other respectfully still exhibiting the highest level of sportsmanship as they do their very level best to win. That is something. My old scoutmaster once said the character is shown by what you do when no one is watching. And even though we thought no one was watching tonight, somebody was. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them nodding off to sleep surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.
Verkligen, verkligen.